Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. to you all out there on the air. You are listening to Out of the Blue on 855 AM 3CR. It's around 11.31 on a Sunday morning and the weather out there is almost sunny and we're heading for a top of 26 degrees. Here on Out of the Blue and at 3CR, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land 3CR is broadcasting from and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that this land was never ceded. Today's show is coming up very soon, right after this subscriber announcement. cocktail followed by oyster liqueurs. 3CR broadcasters present over a hundred radio programs every week, including a diverse range of community language shows. Come to more than Tricia Community Radio. Please subscribe now. Just a moment, Community Radio, Araja Al Ishtrakal and Ningal Ungalin Samuhavanali, Trisiara, Kurt Kondir Kondir Hal, Indre Nayingal. Están escuchando Radio Comunitaria 3CR. Suscríbete ahora. Netsuketsek Radio Igaranin, Oratangudam Elbumi Hai Kaotin, Himartanakrevetsek Iper Trisiari Antam. Support the station that gives your community a voice. Subscribe to 3CR. Welcome back. You are listening to Out of the Blue on 855 AM 3CR. 
My name is Donna and today in the studio I am joined by Hilary McNevin, Ambassador of the Apollo Bay Seafood Festival. Good morning to you, Hilary. Hello, Donna. How are you? Thank you so much for coming Thanks in. Thanks for having me. So Hilary is the founder of Turnip Media and also a Melbourne-based freelance food writer and it is quite a coup to have you in today. I'm very excited about our oh, chat. That's very kind. Thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're not even on commission. I'm very excited about that. Thank you. <laughs> that's all right. Um, before we dive into our chat about the Apollo Bay uh, Seafood Festival, which is on next week for mm-hmm. listeners out there who are down in that area or who want to have a weekend away, um, I like to ask all my uh, guests a small question, <clears throat> which can sometimes be a bit big. <laughs> um, what is your fondest memory of the sea? So many, so many memories of the sea. It's it's been a lifesaver for me often just even to sit by it but um, I would say and I always go back to this I grew up in Queensland and my mum loved swimming in the ocean she loved body surfing all her life so I'm one of five kids and we'd go for beach holidays and she would um, teach us how to manage the water and respect the ocean and swim between the flags and all those things because it's bigger than we are and all those great lines but um what happened was um that so I I remember and one of my sisters said um the best thing you can do in the world is to be taught something by a parent like that and then I passed that on to my kids and I'll never forget my son's now 13 but when he was about five or six and we were swimming in the ocean and he went mum I'm handling it I'm handling the waves and I just still love that feeling because it's just about generational passing on and just respecting and even now they're both very careful about how they swim and where they swim and because it's bigger and bigger than us. Yeah, beautiful. Thank That's you. a really lovely story. Thank you so much for sharing that that piece of yourself with us and Thank with you. our listeners it's, today. It's a cute story. It's lovely. <laughs> so let's talk about the Apollo Bay Seafood Festival. Sure. Can, I can't so wait. you've been you've been going down there a couple of years now. No, well, last year was last the first year? time I was yep. MC, and okay. Richard Cornish and I, a fellow food writer, he and I basically co co MC the, the weekend. Mm-hmm. So um, Friday night it starts and um, at a dinner. And last year we had Frank Kamora as the guest chef and oh, this wow. year it was wonderful. I've had my cookbook signed by Frank Kamora. Oh, he's, he's a legend. He's lovely. He's a lovely, lovely man and a very good chef. Amazing. This year's a guy called Nick Maluk. So um, from he's the exec chef at the Atlantic in oh, yeah. Crown, yep. but um, he is wonderful chef too. Really, and grew up in the country, but he's going to be there, and we have the wonderful seafood feast, and that's the beginning. Beginning, and then shall we go on to the next day? Yeah, Harbour what day. Else, what else is on? Yeah, so yeah, we can, we can start <laughs> looking at the day. Harbour day is. Um, on all, all day, it's a celebration, but it's starting with, if for all the seafood eaters out there, there are actually boats out at the moment, um, way out catching catching um, beautiful lobsters and fish that are going to be docking, I think the day before the festival starts, mm-hmm. and you can actually get fresh fish off the boat. Cool. Um, so there's a seafood market literally on the boats. Oh, wow. Go down there and buy, buy your seafood. And then Harbour Day is live music, lots of food and wine, Lots of sunshine, touch wood, hopefully. I'm thinking last year the weather was perfect. So, um, yeah. And there's a lobster raffle, which I just, <laughs> Richard and I are very excited about that. It's like, you know, not a chook raffle or a yeah. veggie raffle or a... The meat platter. The meat the tray. Local, or the local pub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we love the fact that there's going to be eight, eight lobsters up for raffle every hour. Hmm. 
But as I, I did mention to you before last year, you just had to have the right number. This year we've decided we, we haven't got the questions yet, but we're going to put that, <laughs> put you up on stage and ask you a couple of seafood questions. Yeah. And, and, um, and if you get that right, then you can have then the lobster. Because otherwise I want the lobster. Thanks. <laughs> I do I do like enjoy seafood. So that, so that will be really fun. And Richard yeah. and I have a, really, a lot of fun that day. And, yeah. um, and it's just a big celebration of the ocean and um, – and loving it and respecting it. I think that's a message that we get want to get across more than anything is mm-hmm. it needs a lot of love and respect and care. And yeah. I was only talking to a friend last night actually who said, and I said I was going down and he said, can you ask everyone to take three for the sea? Oh, yes. So picking up plastics and, and just, and I think we'll we'll talk about that too and just really making sure nothing gets Left on the sand left on the or water or just get carried yeah. out or anything like that. Oh, that's like such that. a great message. And yeah. we've interviewed um, Tim Silverwood, the founder of that organisation, Take Three. Um, yes. It's a Sydney-based um, not-for-profit or charity, yeah. which um, yeah encourages everyone when they're down at the beach or anywhere really to yes. literally take three pieces of rubbish away for yeah. the sea. Yeah. Oh, that's a really great message. I good, think so too. Good. So it's about you know res- and respecting well the land and the sea because without mm. they don't survive without each other being healthy. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, and that's what we go. Yeah going to really touch on in the next day the conversations on the literal yeah which is the event that you are facilitating moderating yeah Richard and I again so like we're partners in crime for the whole weekend which is great (laughs) so there's three three big chats so both go or the three of them I should say go for just over an hour and then there's time for questions after and um I'm moderating the first and he does the second and we do the third one together. Cool. Awesome. Yes. So the event is called Conversations in the Literal. Yes. And it's at the Apollo Bay Surf Life Saving Club on mm-hmm. Sunday, the 17th of February, 10 to 5. So it's a massive day, a huge yeah. huge agenda of yes. really amazing people coming along to, to chat and to share their experiences and have conversations yes. about sustainability and science and fishing and um, the – the blue economy, which I was reading about yesterday as mm-hmm. well, which all sounds really interesting. Um, so the first kind of conversation yes. that we're having that you're having on that day is um, is about the big blue, yeah, some yeah, local fishermen. That's yep. what I, I'm really honoured to do that one again. In mm. that last year, there's three fish, three local fishermen are part of the panel, and mm-hmm. I actually interviewed them last year as well. And that's Russell Frost or Frosty, as he Frosty. is known. And um, yeah, we love Frosty. <laughs> Hi, Frosty. Shout yeah. out to Frosty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he rocks. They do. They're all amazing people there. Marcus Knoll, who is one of the organisers of the actual festival, but also and very much they're all involved in the co-op there and Nick Polgeist. So they all, it's going to be a really lovely update on how the year has been, what environmental factors Mm -hmm. and drought and how has that affected their work. Yeah, right. And and the ocean and the supply and what are they seeing. And and I think that's a really interesting take, you know, okay, what's happened in the last 12 months. Yeah, right. And because you were there last year, you've kind of got a bit of yes yeah, there'll be I'd, some continuity for yeah. for yourself as well I think so and we've also talking in that chat to Jonathan Davey who is from the um from seafood sorry executive director of seafood industry Victoria oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and um uh director of the center for um marinas I always I always get word tongue-tied with this I'm so sorry marine socioecology marine socioecology cool. thank mm-hmm. you I'll get that right before next week too <laughs> just by the way and um his name's Stuart Frusher okay and he's going to be talking about the blue economy and um so that's going to be a really fascinating discussion I think just mm. about the ocean the health of the ocean yeah what we need to do 
diversify if we're fish eaters do we diversify our choices as I was saying to you before yeah, I think that's yeah. really important so you're not putting too much pressure on one particular species of yeah, fish things yeah. like that and but think, it was looking broader beyond yeah. that as well and I think that's something that can be extended to like your a person's entire diet as well not just which fish but which meat which vegetables which grains which everything you yes. eat really yeah a diverse yeah. diet yes um, as opposed to yeah putting pressure on one particular part of an industry all the time exactly mm. right I think that's really and I guess and you think about it, dietitians have been saying it for years you know yeah. just mix you know lots of different colored veg lots moderation of different- and variety <laughs> There you go. Who would have thought? Who would have thought it would be tricky? And that's a shame. It's a shame because there are some fish, as we were talking about earlier, that mm. I just get a lot, a lot of attention. And, yeah. oh, there's all those other funny-looking fish that people don't buy. They're the little oily ones. and the, you yeah, know, all exactly. the, and the, Yeah, I just – sardines and mullets and yeah. bullfish and things and, like that. And the larger fish, so that those kind of top-order predators, which yeah. are the ones that are generally under the most stress from fishing and yes, those like kinds of practices. Yeah, things. swordfish, sharks. I haven't eaten that for a long time. Tuna, <laughs> Salmon, yeah, yeah it's they're funny, kind of the it? ones yeah. under pressure, and the bycatch when mm. those fish are caught could be the diverse diet that we're kind of we're you know, hoping for. Yeah, and yeah, for. and they make great fish soup too. Those there little guys. If you're if you're a fish eater, if you're a fish eater, yeah, yeah. But if you're not, that's okay too, <laughs> because we all love the ocean and we all need exactly. it. And I think that's the important message to get across too. Yeah, like the food choices you make, I think, are really important with their impact on on the environment, but. Mm. We all love the ocean. We all love, and most people you talk to have some kind of connection. Or you know, I've never met someone who doesn't have some kind of connection to the yeah, ocean, whether no, it's from I, childhood or yes. um, their current work or lot in life. Yeah, yeah it's a exactly. beautiful place. It's special. So that's the first big conversation. Yeah, I, yeah I'm really interested to. Yeah, the, the second one. Yeah, and the second one. So that's Richard's baby, which is called mm-hmm. In the Zone. In the Zone, and it's about. Um, well, it's looking at the land but also one thing that and I think we were both how I hadn't we thought of this before and I mentioned it just the way the ocean and the land need each other mm. so I think we see this ocean it's so beautiful and we see the land it's so, but if yeah. there's drought or if there's terrible things going on in the land it does affect the ocean absolutely because there's runoff and there's and it's all one beautiful united organism exactly planet <laughs> you know rivers stream it all connects and it all yeah. feeds each other well or not mm. and without us understanding the impact that we have on the land and how that affects the ocean, I think, yeah, we're going to cause more harm. So basically Richard's chat is actually talking to people like um, Roderick Poole, who's um, the business of growing, I'm just going to read a note here, Mm -hmm. sorry, of growing, foraging and harvesting food in the littoral zone. So the particular issues and considerations to understand and learn and work with that. So he's going to look at climate and soil and salt influence from the land and the sea and things like that, which is really interesting. And Zoe Britton is um, going to look at the history of Indigenous use of edible seaweeds and what we can learn from that. I reckon we've interviewed her on 3CR on Out of the Blue before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yep. That's Mm. great. Yeah, yeah, she sounds amazing. Mm. Shane Buckley is an extraordinary oyster farmer from New Mm. South Wales, from Wapengo, and... um, he actually has reduced um, – he's, he's working with surrounding landholders to reduce the agricultural runoff and using pe- and use of pesticides. Oh. And so he's trying to really contain his, his farm and the impact it has on the water and the land. Great. And then Dan Hunter, who's <laughs> chef from um, Bray. Oh, Bray. Yeah. He was, so. he was at the Royal Mail. Yes, he was yeah, for many years. Yeah, I went there a number of years ago. It was amazing. That's so – yeah, it was, it's very special. It was very – it was a beautiful night. 
Very special. And the third session, um, just confirming that two of the speakers still, but Richard and I will do that together, and it's connecting to sea country. So Bruce Paxtoe, the most you know, the author and activist, is um, going to talk about the concept of country and what it is, and its connections between the ocean and the land within the context of country. Oh, so great. I think that will be beautiful, and we're yep. just sort of locking in the last couple. We're going to maybe look at eel farming as well Ooh, and the impact of that, and wow. um, just another couple of um, people we're confirming this week. But there's great. going to be so much to talk about so much yeah I get excited I am lucky to moderate panels you know often enough to get often enough to know (laughs) I love doing it and um, when you just get this feast of minds in front of you and you can just and you know and have a chat beforehand but then just get everyone to share and and share their you know our key messages which is are ultimately let's love our ocean and let's love our earth and yeah I'm just going off a little soapboxy tear in my eye I think that's a really important message because like all of us here at Out of the Blue obviously are ocean lovers and mm. mermaids and whatnot. Um, yeah, I love and, a mermaid. you know, we have the privilege of interviewing so many interesting people who um, are connected with the sea in some way and yeah. the ability to share stories and allow and give others the voice, you know, on air, on a radio station like this to share their stories and it can only grow other people's connection yeah. with the sea as well and yeah, it's just a really, um, yeah, it's a, a privilege, I guess, to do this. And obviously for you to moderate such amazing oh, conversations yes. to spread It is a, um, a privilege. Stories. And Richard yeah. and I are very um, honest and open about the fact that we are both love the work we do and the work we yeah. get to do and we don't take it for granted. That's mm. for sure because you just, yeah, yeah you want to bring the best out for best out of your panel just so yeah. the people listening can actually walk away I, I well we actually do that we try everyone at the end of every discussion I'll sort of to wrap it up you just say mm. can you give us some things to walk away with that we could do at home oh to, yeah good you know and yes we're talking about this enormity uh, of mm. you know an expanse of water but why can't we what's something we can do at home every day to just yeah make things a little bit better yeah because then you do feel empowered if it's, yep. if it's all a bit too big and a bit too hard you just want to lie down. It gets a bit overwhelming. It does. Yeah. But, yeah, so what are those little things, little changes you could make or just little different ways of thinking about something? I think that's really, yeah. really important because um, we're busy. Everyone's busy, everyone's I know. Busy. So yeah. change a few habits or, you know. Yeah. And just I mean buy that, different um, fish. There you go. Buy, buy diverse. Here are <laughs> yeah. take-home messages for today. For today. <laughs> exactly right. Buy a variety of fish. Yeah. <laughs> Eat yeah. a varied diet. Yes. Take three for the sea. Take, yeah, and there you go. See, three for the up. sea is really <laughs> – and sign up for Free Radical Radio. Subscribe now, please. And Thank buy you tickets to the Apollo Bay Seafood <laughs> Festival. There are five take-home messages. We for have all so many take-home today. messages today. We are I'm very I'll, proactive. Don't? I'll have to package them up and put them on our website, on our Facebook that would page. Be great. Let's do it. Let's do it. List number one, number it, two. In the afternoon, and don't forget also because when you've mm. done, when now people have bought the tickets. <laughs> We've all got we a ticket. Can, um, we've all got a ticket. There's a wonderful event on after our motto. Um, yeah, our tell us about that. So that's Richard and his very good friend and colleague Max Allen they call themselves the hungry gentlemen and they're hosting <laughs> a um, they're telling the story of oysters and champagne and it's a Victorian story of greed luxury and catastrophe or catastrophe and hope Ooh. so I'll, I'm reading this from the website but I just I think it puts it perfectly enjoy champ- fine champagne and freshly shucked oysters as the hungry gentlemen recount the tragic tale of how ancient native oyster reefs around Victoria's shoreline was plundered in the 19th century to feed hordes of cashed up gold miners and squatters flooding into the colony. Wow. 
So they're just going to take us on a bit of an adventure. How so interesting. You can buy a ticket for that if you're there already for the literal conversations in the literal jump on board to this too. You may as well stay for the dinner as well. Yes, stick around. <laughs> it's such an interesting thing that um, that industry um, yes. back in the day. Like I know where I used to work in our building in the city um, when they were excavating to do the construction of it they found all of these artifacts from that era yes um a lot of them were like fish oyster shell or yeah oyster shells and other shellfish and whatnot from from that era because it was such a big thing and a really opulent kind of thing to do and yeah so now all of those shells and a lot of the other archaeological finds are in the foyer of the building as like a bit of a snapshot of the history of the european history of that particular area yeah it's yeah it's interesting it's amazing mm. so that'll be a lot of fun excellent we are going to cut to a song and we will be right back you are tuned to 855 am 3cr i'm donna and you are listening to out of the blue welcome back to out of the blue that was the waifs with fisherman's daughter a song which i thought quite appropriate for today's show um, you're tuned to 855 AM 3CR and I've got Hilary McNevin in the studio with me today and she's going to give us some promotional plugs for the upcoming Shameless plugs. <laughs> Apollo Shameless Bay plugs. Seafood Festival. If you're interested in even finding out more about the festival, uh, the website's apollobayseafoodfestival.com. Cool. And on there, that's where it's got all the tickets um, where you can book, find out all about the programs and who's on and who's involved and how you get there and take the drive. As we were saying earlier, Donna, it's that lovely little pocket of the world. It might be, it's an extra, a bit of a longer drive, but hey, it's, it's worth, worth it. It, it sounds like it's worth yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. And, um, and so just, and that'll be able, you can access the um, Facebook and Instagram platforms too from the website. Cool. And just, yeah, it's a very comprehensive Lots of information, lots of great stories, lots of lovely seafood. Perfect. And a pretty ocean. Amazing. What more could you want? Nothing really. Nothing (laughs) at all. Thank you so much for that. I'm going to just quickly do a couple of news headlines before we wrap up today's show. Um, First up, a two-metre mola mola or sunfish washed ashore at Black Rock during the week, creating quite a bit of interest locally. They're not overly common in Port Phillip Bay, generally inhabiting tropical and temperate waters. Um, And we shared some pics on our Out of the Blue Facebook page for those interested in seeing the mola mola. Uh, German scientists have found that some fish species can recognise themselves in the mirror. Among other things, the cleaner wrasse used in the experiment were observed, observed to be contingency testing, which is to do strange things to see whether the reflection did the same thing as a way of figuring out the function of the mirror. And finally, earlier this week, Sea Shepherd vessel, the Farley Moat, was patrolling to seize illegal fishing nets inside a marine reserve in the Gulf of California when they were set upon by poachers. The reserve protects the critically endangered vaquita porpoise and estimated 12 to 15 individuals remain alive worldwide. And details of all these stories will be or will be posted on our Facebook page today by me right after the show. (laughs) That is just about all we have got time for on today's show. Thank you very much, Hilary, for coming in. Donna, thanks for having me. It was was really lovely. Um, And up next, I think is Sally might be back with Out of the Pan, if not some beautiful tunes. I'm Donna and you have been listening to Out of the Blue on 855 AM 3CR. And don't forget to subscribe. It is Subscriber Week this week. Free Radical Radio. Go to www.855. 
<laughs> dot, oh my gosh, I totally screwed that up. I'm so sorry. That's okay. www.3cr.org.au to find out how you can subscribe. Perfect. Do it. Have a great Sunday, everyone. (laughs) I'm Philippe Cousteau from Earth Echo International, and you're listening to Out of the Blue, 855 AM, 3CR's Marine and Ocean News Program. Hi, it's Paul Kelly here. Hi, this is Shane Howard here, asking you to support 3CR. Independent radio station, encouraging independent music and independent thought.